Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. As current events indicate, we certainly live in interesting times. In recent days, we observed a private company, Blue Origin, successfully take four people to the edge of space and back. This occurred without incident, without glitch, and without injuries. Also impressive, this flight was autonomous. There were no pilots on board. It illustrates how major technological breakthroughs are happening. At the same time, there's an increase in COVID-19 cases in the United States that are attributed largely to what has been labeled the Delta variant. This variation has been labeled by scientists as more contagious but a less deadly illness than what I will call the standard COVID virus. Additionally, a number of high-profile people, including politicians, their staffers, sports figures, have tested positive despite being vaccinated. The COVID and the variant situation shook the market, causing, on one day, a decline of over 700 points, which was followed by an increase of more than 500 points the next day. What does all of this mean, and how does it impact our lives and in investing? We will address these questions today, as we should try to address all aspects of our life in a calm, thoughtful, and purposeful manner. Let's begin with what I personally see as good news, the Blue Origin Edge of Space Flight. In case you are not aware, Blue Origin is a private company that was founded and is owned by Jeff Bezos, the billionaire founder of Amazon. He has a track record. This happened about one week after Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic Company had a similarly successful flight, although it was directed by a pilot. By the way, Richard Branson is also a billionaire. There's another company involved in exploring space. It is SpaceX, an enterprise owned by another billionaire, Elon Musk. SpaceX has already won a number of government contracts. SpaceX is building a launch tower, which is also designed to catch space vehicles as they return to Earth. It has already begun some amazing projects. Why do I see all of this as good news? Well, looking back at the achievements of past space programs and their impact on everyday life, I see cause for excitement for future space programs. A large number of impactful products were produced in the past, including the computer mouse, portable computers, camera phones, wireless headsets, a lot of things we take for granted. Also, solar cells, water filtration systems, artificial limbs, firefighting equipment, CAT scans, and many more important and useful products. With a renewed interest and in investment in space programs, 
we can expect the development of numerous new products. It has already been predicted that a new means of delivering Internet service will be developed as a result of the space program that will greatly reduce Internet prices and expand the areas covered. It is predicted that space travel will develop into a $1 trillion industry as it will become a vacation and recreational opportunity. Personally, I will keep my feet on the ground, but I am interested in the improvements to everyday life that will be developed by the revitalized space program. I'm also interested in the investment opportunities that space travel and exploration will bring along with the new products that will be developed. Of the companies we just discussed, only Branson's Virgin Galactic is currently publicly traded. In other words, you can invest in it. I will fully research Virgin Galactic, along with the numerous suppliers to this company and to Blue Origin and SpaceX. The suppliers may prove to be worthy investments. We cannot ignore the fact that despite the recent success in the edge of space flights, there are significant risks associated with this industry. So our research needs to be careful and thorough. I look forward to discussing our findings in future shows. We will also follow companies that are connected to the space industry now and in the future, since they will have a huge impact on our lives and will provide great investment opportunities. We seem to have made significant progress in eradicating COVID-19, yet it remains in the news. As we said, the Delta variant has emerged as a problem. Studies seem to indicate that the vaccine is effective against this variant, but the problem persists. And it seems that study results can sometimes vary. Sometimes they appear to be in conflict with each other. My personal solution for myself is to be vaccinated and vigilant. I am relieved that I have the vaccine, but I remain vigilant. I am cautious about where I go and I practice good hygiene habits. I think this is important since troubling numbers of vaccinated people have tested positive for COVID. Could it be that this is due to false positives? I don't know, but that does happen with other illnesses. We will see. We're still learning about this virus and its variants. For now, my approach is, as I said, to be vaccinated and vigilant. We have already witnessed the impact of bad virus news and the impact on people and on the stock markets. During the past year and a half, the markets have been highly volatile. And recently, due to bad news, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down, as I said earlier, 700 points in one day. The following day, it was up over 500. And it has been up since then. Currently, all the losses have been recovered. In other words, we're dealing with volatility. And you remember volatility, wide swings in prices. What can we learn from this? Well, this points out several stock market characteristics. And if we understand these characteristics, it helps us to better handle volatility. First, the market can and does overreact to news. Bad news gives professional traders an excuse to sell, to take profits, and that can lead to market losses. That happened the day of the $700 decline. This is often followed by bargain hunting, also among 
professional traders. That happened the day after the $700 loss. It happened the day of the $500 rise. Remember, it is very difficult to be a trader. It is extremely difficult to know when to sell and when to buy back. Many non-professional traders, they sell low and then buy high, trying to regain their positions. And that is a recipe for disaster. Long-term investors ride out the downturn days. And they remember that historically, the stock market pays, on average, the highest returns of all investments. Also, an important point, markets change their focus quickly. For a few days, it was focused on COVID. Now, it is focused on corporate earnings, which are doing well. And this spurred the indexes to more gains. What should investors do in this changing and volatile environment? The key, in my opinion, is to invest in high-quality companies, especially high-quality companies that have a dividend-increasing history. Consider long-term investing. Consider selling. An important thing to learn, when should you sell? Sell when something significant has changed about the your investment, something significant that impacts its revenues and its profits. Stay calm during volatility and make thoughtful investing decisions. Panicking during down markets can lead to losses. The calm, long-term investor who feels they've invested in high-quality companies can sit out the downturns and wait for the market to do what it has done since its inception. It has produced, historically, the greatest gains of all investments. Another piece of news that I'd like to follow up upon is Vivendi Universal, the French media conglomerate. You may recall our discussion of this company and its planned spinoff of Universal Music, a top publisher, developer, and distributor of music products. It has contracts with some of the most highly regarded musicians in the world. This spinoff has been approved by shareholders and is still on target for later this year. An impressive aspect of the spinoff is that several large investors have stepped up and either have become shareholders currently, they made deals and are currently shareholders in Universal Music, or they are scheduled to become owners. When large, knowledgeable investors purchase shares, it is normally a very positive sign of a good investment. A special acquisition company, also called a SPAC, Pershing Square Tontime Holdings, was scheduled to buy 10% of Universal Music for $4 billion. Pershing Square Tontime is controlled by Bill Ackman, a billionaire hedge fund manager and investor. The update is that this SPAC has dropped its plans to invest in universal music. We always ask the question, why? Why did this knowledgeable, experienced investor drop his plans for his SPAC to invest in universal music? Is this bad news? Well, the Securities and Exchange Commission expressed concerns about the complexity of the SPAC's deal with Vivendi. The structure of the deal became an issue. As a result, Ackman dropped out. So this leads to another question. Is Universal Music now less attractive as an investment? The answer is clearly no. It is not less attractive because 
of Ackman dropping out of that deal. The deal was a complex transaction and it has no impact on Universal's business model or operations. So what did Ackman do? He took his SPAC out of the picture and instead committed his hedge fund, Pershing Square Holdings, to invest in Universal. In other words, Ackman still believes Universal is a good investment. What changed was which of his companies is making the investment. The bottom line for dollars and cents, we are still interested in Universal. Current events have not diminished its potential. We will consider further, should we invest? And if we do, how? Is an indirect investment through the publicly traded Pershing Square Holdings worth considering? As I mentioned, Pershing Square Holdings is publicly traded. You can buy that today. And Pershing Square will have an interest in Universal Music. Pershing Square also has other interests. We need to explore them a little more deeply and let you know that if you make an investment in Pershing Square, we need to let you know just what you're getting into. So we will study that. It could be that a direct investment in, uni in Universal Music is better. Of course, that's not available to us currently. We will research and monitor the situation and let you know our views in a future session. I do find the Universal Music situation very interesting as there are many more ways to deliver published music and with the artists that are connected to Universal, it remains it's something that I personally will look into and I am very interested in it. So we will update you on all the situations we discussed today. Until then, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.